With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Undercovered Ops, the fastest 15 minutes in fantasy presented by Underdog Fantasy. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you an instant deposit match up to $100. Go to underdogfantasy.com today and get yourself some free cash. We ended last week talking about Michael Carter and how dominant his opportunities have been throughout the season leading up to now. Reminding you what I said before the season, Michael Carter will be an RB2 and outscore Javante Williams in fantasy. And last week I said, I'm sticking to my guns. It's happening. I'm not getting out on it. He was RB35 coming into last week. And what happened? You know what time it is. It's time for the Michael Carter dance party. Now, out of the bye week, he went from 51% to 74%, 276% snap share. Up 24% from week 6 to week 7. 74%. Ty Johnson down 10% from 40% to 29%. Week number 7 to week number 8. 104 total yards to 172 total yards. 16 fantasy points to 32 fantasy points. Four. Three consecutive 14-plus fantasy point games for Michael Carter. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has never, ever done that. Michael Carter, 14.8, 16.4, and 32.2 fantasy points in week number eight. Like I said, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has never had three consecutive games with more than 14 fantasy points. And if you want to say, well, what about Ty Johnson? Ty Johnson had double-digit fantasy points again. Well, yeah, he did. But I'm telling you what, if you're going to chase Ty Johnson and his 31% snap share, to start the year, he was 48, 45, 54, woo-woo, okay? 33, 39. The last two weeks after the bye. The last two weeks after the bye, like I said, he dropped 10%. 29%, 31%, where Michael Carter went up 25% from 50% to 74 to 76 And like I've said in many shows before, every single week this season, every single week this season, Michael Carter has gained snap share 25%, 44, 45, 48, 51, 74, and 76. And we're not slowing down, baby. We're coming for more. Michael Carter is the elite talent in this backfield. Ty Johnson couldn't beat out Javon Leak at Maryland. And you're sitting here telling me he's going to beat out Michael Carter? Michael Carter, the guy who outplayed Javante Williams at North Carolina? Miss me with this. Miss me with this. Let's move to Arizona. We're getting a little excited. Michael Carter. Oh, baby. RB1 in week number eight. Arizona, Chase Edmonds, 34 snaps, James Conner, 21. Seven attempts on the ground to five attempts on the ground in favor of Edmonds. 16 routes to seven. Seven slot routes for Chase Edmonds, zero for James Conner. Four targets to zero targets, three for 39 in the air. Expect this to continue for Chase Edmonds. 
We knew he's been the better talent. We knew he's going to get the opportunities. It's a matter of time before Chase Edmonds completely supplants James Conner. 34 snaps to 21. 11 to 5 in the touches. Come on, let's go. It's happening. It's happening for Chase Edmonds. You're st- the buy window is still there. So if you can go get him, go get him. But let's go. Chase Edmonds. Let's move to Green Bay. They played against Arizona last week. Robert Tanyan goes down. Sadly, I have a lot of Robert Tanyan. Love Robert Tanyan. Amazing talent. But the three guys left there are Mercedes Lewis, Dominique Daphne, and Josiah DeGuire. DeGuire is the third-round draft pick out of 2020. Obviously, we remember that where they went Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, and Josiah DeGuire. And now, in week number nine, Jordan Love's going to be starting. A.J. Dillon's going to be in the backfield next to Aaron Jones. And Josiah DeGuire is going to be getting even a little more reps than he did in week number eight. 14 snaps. Two targets, two receptions, 20 yards. Dominique, Daphne, 11 snaps. Three routes, no targets. Mercedes Lewis, 32 snaps, led all tight ends. One target, nothing. Now, if Aaron Rodgers was playing this game, I'd say, well, okay, I think Mercedes Lewis is the route to go. If you need a stream this week, Mercedes Lewis at tight end, because Rodgers likes Mercedes Lewis. He considers him the big dog. He's like, that guy is just, I can depend on him. We get into the red zone. That's the Mercedes Lewis, the big dog zone. I can trust him. But with Jordan Love at quarterback, I think the opportunities could be dispersed a little bit differently. Obviously, we know how much Rodgers loves Adams. I think this hurts Adams a little bit because it's Love. Who's Love been working with in practice? Not Devontae Adams. Not Robert Tanyan. He's been working with guys like Equinamia St. Brown. Josiah DeGuire, Dominique Daphne. I think you're going to see that a little bit more. Daphne, 6'2", 243, undrafted out of Indiana State from two years ago. 4.6640 yard dash. 94th percentile agility score. That's the favorable guy from the athletic standpoint in this backfield. Now, he's built just like DeGuire. He's an H-back. That's his build. That's what he did. He's an athlete, 24 years old, but I still like him. I think that's the route. I'm stashing Dominique Daphne in certain situations. I'm not really going after Josiah DeGuire, even though he had the two targets, two receptions for 20 yards. And Mercedes Lewis would be the guy that I would stream if the situation was needed, if Rodgers is the quarterback. With Love at quarterback, probably not going to play anybody in this offense other than Adams or or Jones or Dillon. But if I needed to stash somebody and think maybe they could do something, it's going to be Daphne. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a very painful game. It was a blowout. I think it was 44-7. to But it was such a weird game. The Eagles' backfield splits without Miles Sanders. The first 15 plays of the game, all Boston Scott. The next 14 plays of the game, five for Scott, five for Gainwell, and four for Jordan Howard. The next 17 plays, 11 for Howard, six for Scott. The final 14 plays of the game, Kenny Gainwell. You looked at the splits, and it was like 13 carries for Gainwell, 11, or 13 carries for Gainwell, 12 for Howard, 12 for Scott. And if you just were box score watching, you would have been like, oh, shit, Gainwell was the lead back. Even though Howard and Scott got the touchdowns, Gainwell had more carries by one. But this game was completely out of hand. Scott, like I said, every play, the first 15 plays he was in all of them, the last 14 was all Gainwell. And then in between there, it was Howard and Scott mainly with Gainwell getting five touches. Yuck. Jalen Hurts, 7 for 71 on the ground. Boston Scott, 12 for 62 touchdowns. Howard, 12 for 57, two touchdowns. Gainwell, 13 for 27 nothing the prop was 29 and a half last week that was brutal that was the smash of the week was 29 and a half rushing yards for Gainwell obviously Vegas knew that they were going to use Boston Scott and Jordan Howard because it was yikes man this is a, a, a terrible situation but but week number nine I will continue to play Kenny Gainwell if I have him in spots 
I think Scott is worthy of an ad, but I'm not going to read much into this Jordan Howard thing. Jordan Howard, he had some burst, and I don't know if we've seen this Jordan Howard for four years. He got the ball, I think it was a seven-yard line, and he hit the hole. I think everybody just got out of the way because he was running downhill. He He looked strong. So if you're really in that situation where you could need a Jordan Howard, I guess it's not a terrible addition, but I think this game and this box score is very skewed towards the blowout. 44-7 of the Detroit Lions. In this game as well, Jamar Jefferson did get opportunities because of Jamal Williams being out. Jamar Jefferson scored a touchdown late in this game. People were like, well, it's Jamar Jefferson. He didn't, I mean, come on, he didn't really do much. He wasn't, you really expected him to do a lot. I actually started him in the Scott Fishbowl last week, and he scored me 12 points. So shout out to Jamar Jefferson, 44-6 loss. He still finishes with two carries, six yards, and a touchdown, and four receptions on four targets for 23 yards in the air. He outscored DeAndre Swift in fantasy. So shout out to Jamar Jefferson. I think you got to continue to stash him if you didn't draft him. You know who does need some pre-workout? Denzel Mims. Go to PRBreaker.com today. Use the code CODY10 for a bonus 10% off. They're running a Black Friday all month. Not even a Black Friday. It's a The entire month is a Black Friday sale. All month combo deals, pre-workout, protein, and intro workout, 20% off you can get. So they're giving you 10% off. Use Cody10 at checkout. You get an additional 10% off. Plus, if you take a picture and send it to me, I will give you a bonus five entries into the November giveaway for this pre-workout right here. Cotton candy materia for those of you that are listening and not watching here on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the podfather. Subscribe right here at the bottom. Give this video a like. If you don't want to spend money on the site, you don't want to buy pre-workout, you want to try it instead, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL and you can subscribe today. The lowest tier is literally a dollar. You can subscribe for a dollar in November. If you subscribe for a dollar, you'll get one entry into the Wheel of Names for that December 1st live giveaway right here on Undercovered Ops. But every tier, there's five tiers on patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL. Every tier you go up, you'll get a bonus entry into the Wheel of Names to win this pre-workout right here so go check that out you can get up to 10 entries one for every tier on patreon and then one for making a purchase on prbreaker.com and if you make bonus if you make multiple purchases on prbreaker that's multiple more entries but december one live giveaway on undercovered ops go get it it's over the jets where he talked about michael carter we don't need to do that again we don't need to dance anymore do we denzel mims like i said 58 snaps led the team in snaps 58 snaps jameson carter 50 keelan cole 53 Denzel Mims runs 50, uh, 35 routes, 37 for Crowder, 33 for Cole, 11 in the slot for Mims, three targets, two receptions, 20 yards. Jabison Crowder, eight for eight, 84 yards. And Keelan Cole, three on five for 25 yards. I don't know quite why this Jets offense is using Crowder and Cole as much as they are. I'm surprised, A, Crowder didn't get traded at the deadline the other day. And I'm surprised, B, they're not using Elijah Moore more. He only ran 21 routes in comparison to Crowder's 37, Cole's 33, and then Mims. Mims, you love to see this usage, but the only reason that this usage happened is because Corey Davis didn't play. If Corey Davis would have played, Denzel Mims is not on the field for 58 snaps, he's not run 35 routes, and he's not having a piddly 2-for-20 line on three targets. Mike White threw for 400 yards, and Denzel Mims had 20. If I... if if you're in a league where some dude was tired and fed up with Denzel Mims and you can add him for free in Dynasty and stash him, do it. But I don't know what to think of this because Corey Davis is completely spelling Denzel Mims when he's in. So Elijah Moore, though, 31 snaps, 
21 routes, six targets on six receptions, 67 yards. Elijah Moore starting to take over that role. I think it's a matter of time before he completely supplants Keelan Cole, and I'm here for it. Go to Denver now. At receiver, Tim Patrick, 24 routes. Cortland Sutton, 23. Jerry Judy comes back. Boom, 20 routes. And 16 slot routes. Just back to where he ended up. Four for 39 in the air. Cortland Sutton, two for 40. Tim Patrick, three for 64. This week, they get the Dallas Cowboys. Cortland Sutton's going to be matched up on Trayvon Diggs. Jerry Judy's going to be in the slot on Jordan Lewis. Love that matchup. And then Tim Patrick will be on the other side with Anthony Brown. I think Jerry Judy's due for a big week. But right now, no offense on the COVID IR. So what does that do? That bumps up Albert Okui Boonham. Last week, 39 snaps for Fant, 26 for Okui Boonham. Four targets for Fant, three for Okui Boonham. Three for 34 in the air for Elbert, and two for eight for Fant. So Elbert comes back from injury, and he outplays Fant. We love Big L. I think he's going to be one of the best plays this week. $2,600 on DraftKings. you got to play him. If Fant's out, you got to play Okui Boonham. And if you remember Jerry Judy, before he got injured week number one, six receptions, 72 yards on seven targets, 13 fantasy points. He comes back already week eight, 70% snap share, like I said above. Four receptions, 39 yards. Keep pressing the button on Jerry Judy. Started him in the Scott Fishbowl. I'm going to continue. I'm floating, man. I got about eight injuries, and and Judy's one of them that's finally coming back. Now I lost Michael Thomas for the year. But somebody I do have, Adam Troutman. The buy window is closing. Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, it doesn't really matter. They want to keep the ball close to the line of scrimmage, and Troutman's used in the screen game, blocking, down the seam. He's dominating all tight end reps in this offense. 60 snaps. To Juwan Johnson's 16, again, dominating Juwan Johnson's opportunities. 27-9 to 9 in the route department, 13-5 to 5 in the slot department, 6-1 to 1 in targets, two receptions, four yards. I think Simeon's going to be the quarterback going forward. I think they're going to use Taysom quite a bit in the red zone specifically. He's healthy. They're going to want him to be used in his packages. They're not going to give Taysom the reins. I think the Saints and Sean Payton like Trevor Simeon. They think he can run the offense how they want to be ran. You listen to a couple people that know on the inside what Sean Payton likes. Sean Payton likes a quarterback that listens and operates an offense that he likes and how he likes it. That's what made Drew Brees so good because Drew Brees could make every throw and do everything and he understood everything with a high IQ. And Trevor Simeon's that guy. Trevor Simeon's a very underrated backup quarterback in the NFL, similar to a Case Keenum type. He doesn't quite have the velocity or the dog that Keenum has, but Simeon can get it done. I don't think he's going to throw over 400 yards like Mike White. But in this offense, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Trotman, Kamara, I think you can depend on Trevor Simeon in some deep super flex leagues that you need to throw a guy in there if you're on a... I mean, I started Mike White in a couple leagues because I had to last because of buys and injuries. Lamar Jackson, Carr were out with buys. Simeon can, he can score fantasy points, and I think he will target Adam Troutman and he will target Kamara. You could see Kamara getting completely unlocked with having a Simeon at quarterback. Indianapolis, Ashton Doolin is the one-for-one replacement to T.Y. Hilton. When T.Y. is out, it is Ashton Doolin starting. When T.Y. is in, Ashton Doolin gets a little bit knocked down on the snap opportunities. He had 21 snaps, but he still had four targets. Four targets each of the last two games. Eight total, zero receptions. He's going to start getting some, he's going to start catching some balls. There's been some bad throws, there's been some bad drops, but Doolin's going to start getting more. Four targets on 21 snaps. T.Y. Hilton, 35 snaps, 5 targets, and T.Y. Hilton has a concussion. I love T.Y. Hilton. I love watching him, but this is this is painful to keep seeing him get injured. We know he had a neck injury, and now 
the concussion, neck concussion. He talked to Andrew Luck about retiring. This is not not good news for T.Y. Hilton, sadly, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he gets back. I hope he plays. But um, I also want him to I want to see him stay healthy, and it's it's sad to see that. But um, yeah, Ashton Doolin definitely needs to be rostered in every dynasty league. Is a taxi stash definitely in some leagues like the pod, the Podfather's Patron leagues where you have to start five receivers. Doolin can be viable in that situation. Four targets each of the last two games, and in this Indianapolis offense that needs to win, you can see Doolin be useful. I don't know about season long. You're gonna have to keep watching. I think this week's gonna be another tell. What's going to happen? But go to Cleveland. This has been a crazy, crazy day. Crazy turn of events. It looks like OBJ is going to be cut within the next 24 to 48 hours. And like I tweeted, it doesn't really matter. This is this is Jarvis Landry's team. This is Baker Mayfield's team. Jarvis Landry, the target leader we all know, is back. Week 7, 52.2% snap share. Week 8, 90%. Week 7, 8 targets. Week 8, 10 targets, 24% target share, 32% target share, 24 routes on 31 Mayfield attempts. The next three games, Bengals, Patriots, Detroit, all must wins. Right now, Cleveland's at the cellar of the AFC North behind Pittsburgh, behind Baltimore, behind Cincinnati. They need to win. They need to win all three of these games. Cincinnati, New England, Detroit, big games. Detroit seems easy, but they need to win. I don't care if OBJ's cut or not. This is Landry's team. I think Landry's a strong play for double-digit targets the rest of the way. That's just the way it is. I think you're buying Donovan Peoples-Jones, stashing Demetrius Felton, stashing Anthony Schwartz, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. Everybody in this offense takes a bump up with Odell gone, regardless if he was getting pushed to targets or not. There's one spot on the field that's empty now. Noel Odell Beckham, who's going to fill it in? Not Austin Hooper. Miss me with that shit. Go to Washington quick. We all know Terry McLaurin. Ricky Seals-Jones out there for 32 routes. Logan Thomas should be back after the bye next week. DeAndre Carter, another one. I said monitor this a couple weeks ago. He's the number two receiver right now in this offense. Six targets, third on the team, three receptions, 51 yards. Monitor this with injuries. Curtis Samuel continues to be out. Cam Sims is limited. J.D. McKissick, I think, is a very viable play the rest of the season with the Gibson news. Jarrett Patterson, kind of the same reason where it's kind of like Tennessee. You look at Tennessee, you see McNichols. He's going to get a lot of the receptions. And Peterson should get maybe a dozen carries, but limited in the receiving game. Same goes in Washington. If Gibson is out, Gibson has taken a very, very limited role the last couple of weeks to the point where he's getting out-carried by Jarrett Patterson and out-targeted by J.D. McKissick. Jarrett Patterson is going to be the Adrian Peterson type where he's going to get the carries. McKissick, obviously, is going to get the targets. Got on to Jacksonville. They're number one on the waiver order. Eagles are number two. Possible landing spots for Odell Beckham. I don't think he makes it past Philadelphia because Philadelphia has been so bad at getting receivers. I think they have to. They just have to add Odell Beckham if he's cut. I don't see how you could pass on that. But how do you know your passing game is completely forked? Look at Jacksonville. Look no further than Jacksonville. LaVisca's usage versus Carlos Hyde and Dan Arnold. I know Hyde is now taking a, a step up in this offense with James Robinson looking to be out for the next week or two. I like Carlos Hyde. I put a couple waiver claims in on Carlos Hyde. Nine carries, 32 yards, eight targets, eight targets, six receptions, 40 yards. We love that with Carlos Hyde. We obviously know how much Urban Meyer loves Carlos Hyde. Dan Arnold, though, 10 targets, leads the team in targets. Like I said, how do you know your passing game is forked? You got Trevor freaking Lawrence, and you're throwing 18 targets to Dan Arnold and Carlos Hyde, and LaVisca's getting four. I'm not going to say much else. 
It's a fucking disgrace. One rushing attempt for LaVisca, eight yards, 30 routes, four targets, two receptions, 13 yards. They need to get this dude the ball more. They need to be more creative in this offense with James Robinson out. I don't know why or how LaVisca is not going to end up with three, four, five carries in this offense if they completely lead on Carlos Hyde. I thought Urban Meyer deserved to get fired a couple weeks ago. If he completely leans on Carlos Hyde and they target him 10 times again and Dan Arnold 10 times, he deserves to get canned. How do you not see what you have in LaVisca Chenault? It's a disgrace. Let's finish in Houston. Tyrod was thought to be back this week. I don't know if he's going to be or not. They get Miami this week. I hope Tyrod's back. I do. At tight end, Farrell Brown does not play. Jordan Akins, 37 snaps. Brevin Jordan, 14 snaps. Four targets, three receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. 13.1 fantasy points for Brevin freaking Jordan out of Miami, Florida. Jordan Akins, five targets, five receptions, 53. At receiver, there's only two dudes to talk about. We've talked about them week after week after week after week. Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks. We thought Brandon Cooks might get traded before the deadline. He did not. It's still the Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins show at receiver. Six targets for Cooks, six receptions, 83. Nico Collins, four for four and 55 yards. This is the week right here, right now. They get Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Both have been exposed the last four weeks. Why not let Houston expose them again? This is the, I think the window closes on Nico Collins this weekend. Last weekend, it was Michael Carter. This weekend, I think it's Nico Collins. Let's go. At running back, why the hell is Rex Burkhead out there for 30 snaps, four carries, four targets? Why? Why? I don't know. Why, you ask me, I don't care. I don't want any part of Rex Burkhead. They traded, obviously, Mark Ingram. And there's one guy in this backfield who I've talked about many, many times the last few weeks. The opportunity is in Houston. Scotty Phillips. Gets eight opportunities. Rex Burkhead gets eight. Brandon Cooks, six. Jordan Akins, five. Brevin and Nico Collins, four. Scotty Phillips ties Rex Burkhead in week number eight for opportunities with eight. Like I said, Scotty Phillips, I said this last week, by the end of the season, Scotty Phillips, and like I said, I said by like week week 12, week 14, Scotty Phillips is going to be getting 15 to 20 touches. He's already got eight. One week post Mark Ingram. I hope you went and added him for free. You got another week or two. They're playing Miami, who's not that good. You got another week. Get yourself some Scotty Phillips. Three targets, two receptions, nine yards, five for 11 on the ground. David Johnson, two carries, one target. uh, Phillip Lindsay, three rushing attempts. Rex Burkhead, though, what are we doing here? Get out of here with Rex Burkhead. Go get yourself some free Scotty Phillips. Not Austin Hooper. Miss me with that shit.